Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the number one international best-selling book, which is called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on the show, we have the fascinating Andrew Anderson. Andrew had dreams when he was young and noticed that a lot of the things he dreamt about actually came true. In fact, over the last 27 years, this has continued, and Andrew has been rated as one of the top 10 psychics in Chicago. In December 2006, Andrew had a vision of his own future, and the following month had a near-death experience and went into a coma. After he awakened, he could see spirits, guides, and angels. Andrew has worked with the police and crime investigations. He is the author of the ebook called How to Enhance Your Psychic Ability, and he also offers a guided meditation CD to help you connect with your spirits. He offers phone and in-person readings, and something unique about him I found on his website is he offers a service called One Question Answered via Email. So, um definitely going to ask him more about that. Andrew Anderson knows that our deceased loved ones are definitely in a better place, and he certainly does not fear death. So with a warm welcome, I'd like to welcome Andrew Anderson to We Don't Die Radio. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm thrilled. Um, any Anytime I can reach out and help others with my story, um, you know, it makes me feel good. Yeah. It keeps me going, keeps me motivated. Yeah, uh, I find that too. When we share what we love in our story, it does, it, it brings a lot of inspiration. So how about a little bit about you? You're in the Chicago area, I just read. Yes, uh, I'm a psychic medium. Um, that's what I do for a living. Uh, I do it full time. Sometimes I go for several weeks without a day off even. And so many people that want to see me. I'm so blessed with that. Um, I do know that once that experience I had in the coma, that I um, was able to see things clearer after that point. And I believe that my mission in life was um, clearer at that point. Um, and that's what uh, Take us back a, got me going a, a little bit before that happened. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what were you doing in life? And I mean, you said you were always kind of had this experience of ESP of sorts as a young person. I have always, from from being a small boy, I remember events happening to me of seeing things that nobody else was seeing. And, you know, and I had a dream uh, in about 2001, I believe Jesus came to me in a dream and told me that, and I actually saw him walking into a sunset with my mother holding hands. And he said, don't worry, she's going to be with me. It was such a calming, loving experience. I woke up and I was scared to tell my mom that dream. Oh, sure. She knew me. She knows me. So she kind of forced it out of me. And uh, I told her what happened and what Jesus said. And it was a week after that, her and uh, she was actually in a car accident. And they, she was okay from the accident, but they discovered breast cancer and gave her six months to live at that point. Um, so it was, it was really a reassuring, calming event. But, you know, I've had many experiences like that with other people and other clients and family members, even pets. Um, And, you know, it's it's an advantage I have of knowing where we go after we leave this earth. Uh, I grieve. You know, I lost my dad this year, my brother, my mom. I mean, they're past. But I grieve because I'm a human being, but I understand. I have a different understanding of where we go and what happens next. So I'm more comforted. 
in knowing that. Plus, I can see and talk to them at times as well when I want to or when they decide to show up, actually. Yeah. As a human being, we uh, don't have any choice in how our body feels and the tears and the, the grief. I mean, it's part of our yeah. human makeup. But to believe in life after death, I mean, that I think gives anybody such an edge as far as mm-hmm. getting through grief. Absolutely. One thing I'd like to stress is um, my beliefs and my gifts come from God. I'm grounded in God. I believe strongly in Him, and I believe He allows me to keep my gift and keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, without Him, I wouldn't be where I am or who I am. I, I, I know that, you know, in the Bible, uh, it was, um, this, this, what I do was labeled as being evil, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I believe it's just because of, you know, anything, anytime something wasn't understood back then, they would label it as being evil or just, you know, not right. Um, I think that the interpretation was missed. Um, but I believe I, I'm strongly found, my foundation is strongly in God. So, and that's where I draw from. And I, I praise him every day, any chance I can in a reading. So, that's uh, fantastic. And, yeah, and, I, I, I mean, from what I see and know, I know God exists and I know we were all created and this was not just no random accident. Yeah. And this um, is as, truly a gift. And I think gifts are from God and it's for the good of mankind. Cause I, I know what it's been like to speak with a medium after say my dad had died and how reassuring and anything that we can do to make someone else have a better life and make a difference. It's all a gift. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the mothers and fathers losing children. That's one of the more difficult things I deal with. Um, trying to reassure people that they're okay. Uh, they're just here in a different way. You know, we got created us all, but he created us with very, we have very finite minds. Uh, we can't understand or comprehend the other side because it's infinite. And I don't believe our minds can comprehend that. Um, it's the way he made us. We're supposed to hold on to these bodies with every ounce of our being. And and once we're released, that's when we're, we truly understand what's real. Yeah, and I, I you might feel differently about this, but I, I don't think you do. But while we're here on Earth, there's actually lessons to be learned and things that we're supposed to be Absolutely. doing in the body. And if we remembered 24 <laughs> seven, what the big picture is, I don't think it would make this life as meaningful. Absolutely. I, my belief personally is I think that we get reincarnated and that's where the term old soul comes from mm-hmm. uh, because I believe that God is perfect. And one of the worst things you could imagine is crossing over and being separated from him. Uh, and, and I think that, so we are given more chances. We come back and learn lessons and new bodies. And, you know, once our soul's at a certain point of evolution, I believe that we're able to stay on the other side with God if we choose to. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Um, were you already yeah. a medium before you had your near-death experience? Um, I was, yes. I mean, I was psychic then, but I was, um, but I wasn't doing it like full-time as my career. I okay. was just doing it. Yeah, when I first started, I was doing it for free, and I was just helping people. Then it became overwhelming. There was just so many people exponentially that were coming to me that I had to uh, give up my other career to do this full-time. Do you, you understand? Yeah, I certainly do. Do you remember, I mean, because it sounds like you were someone who could see the future and you had these dreams, but could you always see souls around people that at one point you ended up saying, Hey, you know, you got a woman standing next to you. that looks like this. I mean, <laughs> do you remember when that all came to be or was it always that way? I was young. Um, and again, uh, there's a, uh, 
uh, listeners can read my blogs at my website. It tells stories of uh, some events that happened to me with my my spirit guide Carl. Oh, let's tell you saved me your website before we go too much further. Okay. Um, no, your we- your website is psychicmediumreading.org. Correct. All spelt as one word, psychicmediumreading.org. Okay, back right. to you. Uh, you were saying, and I rudely interrupted you, uh, and you <laughs> mentioned something about Carl, so I need to find out about his spirit Oh, I was too. talking about my blogs that are on my website. Right. They, um, they, they offer some insight to my guide and how I listen to him and learn how to listen to him. You know, we're, we're very impulsive as human beings. We want what we want, and sometimes we don't really listen to our guides and what they want and what they think is best for us. I try to help people on a daily basis with learning how to listen. That's sort of what my CD is about as well. Mm. Um, learning how to listen. Um, and, and the stories are on my blogs there about Carl and how he's saved me from accidents, being shot, uh, oh my. Ticket, uh, different things like that. So in answer to your question, I, I was, I don't think I quite understood it though when I was, when I was little, right. but I did see things that other people didn't see. And I knew that because I would ask like a brother or something, if they would see this, what I was seeing and, you know, they wouldn't. So <laughs> I always did know something else was around people, some other spirits and stuff. Yeah. And what happened with, um, uh, could you walk us through your near death experience? Oh yeah. What happened? Well, I was, it was about a month before this event. I felt something was coming, something big. Wasn't exactly sure what it was, but I knew it was coming. And then I came down with um, pancreatitis really bad, went into the hospital. Uh, within a day or so after that, I developed double pneumonia. And I had all that happen to me at once. And my body shut down, wow. um, went into a coma. And I was actually in ICU for 36 days. Wow. Um, wasn't in the coma that long, but the experience was life-changing. It was unbelievable. I remember going to the other side. I was with my mom, my aunt, and it was everything was so bright and beautiful. The colors were magnified. I, I, everything became clear to me. And I, and I didn't even think for one minute that I wanted to leave where I was. I thought I finally made it. That was the feeling I had. And there was, you know, I believe that we don't have hatred, anger, guilt, or any of those emotions on the other side. But one of the, one of the emotions that I do remember was frustration. I actually have family in Las Vegas and I, I went there and I was visiting, I was standing there next to my brother-in-law watching him garden. And I was so frustrated that he couldn't see me. I was like, I'm like, I'm right here. What, what are, why aren't you seeing me? And I was trying to talk to him as if he, I was alive uh, and again, that goes back to, um, we acclimate to the other side. It takes time and it takes, dif- everybody acclimates, I believe in a different time mm-hmm. to learning, figuring out exactly where they are. You know what I mean? Yep. But when I came out of the coma, I remember I told my brother-in-law what he was doing, what time of day it was, even what he was wearing. And he freaked out. He, he said that was exactly right. Even to the point where I saw him stumble and, oh, you just and, gave and I was in a coma here. I was here in a coma in Illinois. And he was in Las Vegas, so he, I had no way to know that. So he, uh, he found that fascinating, and so did I. But um, I remember my mom showing me how easy it was to get around, um, for lack of a better explanation. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden, I remember like it was yesterday, her pushing me back, that feeling of being pushed, going from that feeling, feeling of being so alive 
to back in the body, the transition, the weight, the blah. It was, it, w- it wasn't a good transition because I was, I, I was just so alive and, and so in love with where I was. Right. And then all of a sudden it was gone. Um, you know, when I was on the other side, I, I, it was me. I felt like I had my body, but I didn't have like the weight or the physical restraints that the body has, but it was me. And I, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's really hard to explain exactly, but I know it was an amazing experience and one that changed my life after that, because after that point, I started seeing things clearer. And, you know, that's when I started helping with the police and some uh, other cases and stuff like that. Can you tell us a little bit about what you did with the police? Well, I work with um, Stacy Peterson's sister. I don't know if you're familiar with the Drew Peterson case. Oh, the cop yes. That killed his wife. Yes. Yeah. I, I was working with her sister for a couple of years, trying to find her body, um, and I was one of the only ones she trusted. Actually, uh, she gave me Stacy's belongings, and we were trying. And uh, actually, three of the places that I led us to, um, we brought cadaver dogs out, and there was actually like one place in particular. It was by a tree. And they did, the dog laid right down in the spot I said I felt a, a body was there. And it turned out a couple of years earlier, a man had hung himself from that tree and laid there for weeks before anybody found him. It was almost in the exact spot. And wow. So some of the places that I led them to, there were actually bodies there. Um, not while we were there, but I mean, at one point, some people had found them, you know what I mean, in the past. Right. So... But we were unable to find her body. Uh, there was another murder case in uh, in, um, in Tinley Park where a, a, a cop had killed his uh, wife and put her in the trunk of a car and left her at a forest preserve. Um, and I think it was the sister or the best friend came to me and was wanting some answers. And I had seen that the gun was used, was taken apart, and I felt there was still there was a piece of the gun around the house somewhere mm-hmm. maybe outside or something and i believe that they the guy was actually arrested they found i said he would be arrested in the i saw snow and it actually turned out it was the following winter he was arrested and they did find a piece of the gun that was used at the house so that was kind of exciting oh, yeah, um, recently recently i had in i think it was august I had the old mayor of Fox Lake here uh, getting a reading, and I had said that there was evil coming to their town. I said there was about to be a crime that has never been committed before. Well, it was a week later, the lieutenant was just killed in, in Fox Lake. I don't know if you Mm-mm. are you familiar with that news there where you are. No. But, um, yeah, he was just, he was all over the national TV. He was a loved lieutenant. He was a hero. So that happened. They called me back, and I went down to their town and did a, a reading for a big group. And I had told them that this, I said, you know, there was a lieutenant or no, an old police chief, Ed, was coming through for the mayor. And I said that um, he's saying that this Joe guy is no hero, that he's a liar, a cheat. And I said all these things. I didn't like saying it. I wasn't comfortable right. because of how he was perceived as being this hero. And it just came out a couple weeks ago, you can look it up on the news, that he was a thief and a cheat on his wife and all the things that I had said um, were valid about him. So now they, they joke and they called and said they're not even going to have to listen to the news anymore. They're just going to call me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, you sound so passionate when you speak. You are so mm-hmm inspiring just in who you're being like you are a giver you're out to make a difference and and make a difference in people's lives 
Thank you for who yeah. you're being because I'm just listening to you and I've well, thank you. I've not heard anybody that's. I mean, everybody's passionate, but you're like awesome. <laughs> now tell me well, about. Oh, go ahead. There's so many people out there that that don't believe and just right. are stuck in their miserable lives and they're they're unhappy and they don't know why they're not fulfilled. I believe we're all programmed from birth okay. to believe what society, school, government wants us to believe. You know, we're we're a product of our environment. Yep. And and then we grow up, and some people start realizing that what they learned or were taught was maybe not so accurate. So we start thinking out of the box a little more and. and realizing that, that that wasn't the truth, you know, and I, I'm trying, a lot of people also stay stuck in believing that. Um, I think that someone's life is much more fulfilled knowing we have guides around us and angels protecting us and people and spirits that have passed that want to help us. Once we tap into that, our life becomes more fulfilling. How do we do that? I mean, you, you mentioned Carl, and I've never, even though people have talked that we all have spirit guides, I've always kind of blown it off. You know, I feel very alone in this world, even though, Deep uh-huh. down inside, I, don't, I know I'm not. But how can who is Carl, and how can we tap into our well, guides? Spirit guides, spirit guides are with us from birth to death. They never leave our side. I believe they're appointed by God. I believe angels are appointed by God. The difference is angels protect, guides guide. The angels, and another difference is angels have never had lives on earth. Guides have. So guides have a better understanding of what we go through as human beings. If you go back to some mistakes you made, um, we all have. Yeah. You. Some of them you knew better, but you did it anyway. We all have done that. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. But my point of that is the reason you knew better is because that was your guy telling you, this is not right, do this. Like I said, we're very impulsive as human beings. We want what we want. You know what I mean? Yep. And we think we got all the answers. But if we just take time and step back and make decisions with our heart and not our ears, that's when we make better choices. And that's what our guides are all about. They work through our gut and our intuition. I believe it's it's a matter of separating the left side of the brain from the right. Our left side is our processing analytical side, our ego. Our right side is the creative side. Okay. If we learn to compartmentalize the brain, separate the two, listen to that right side, we make better choices. And that's what I try to help people with every day because it's easier said than done. It takes practice and time. Um, I, I um, simplify it by including my guide or I have my clients to include their guides in in, 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 in every decision in their life, just about at first to practice, like even down to an outfit, like putting out two outfits to wear. What am I going to wear? Ask your guide, feel the answer on the right side of the brain. You pick it up immediately and choose that one. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. These are just examples of things that we can do to, to connect to our guides better. Um, have a choice for breakfast, lunch, dinner, include the guide in it. Once we form a habit of listening to that right side, when our guides are trying to tell us something serious about danger or to avoid an accident or something, we listen without hesitation. You know what I mean? It's all about retraining the way we think. Right. Um, That's great. So. That's great. And how about um, <laughs> tapping into that right side a little bit more through things like being present and being quiet in our mind? Because I know man, my left side just wants to keep talking, 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 talking. Is there a way to tap into that a little, <laughs> little bit more? <laughs> um, yeah, through meditation. Um, I believe that more people have to open their third eye. Um, that takes practice. If you can open your third eye in meditation, when I used to do readings in the beginning, I used to have to always look to my third eye during the readings to get certain messages. I've done 
so many since then, so I'm, I don't need to do that anymore. It automatically happens. But with practice, opening that third eye is the key, too. How, you know what I mean by that, right? I do, I think. It's uh, kind of in your forehead area? or Yeah, between the eyes, behind, between the eyebrows. Between the eyebrows. Yeah. And how do we... You got to kind of look cross-eyed to look up at it. <laughs> look cross-eyed. That's how you focus. Yeah, okay. you can look cross-eyed, look up into the third eye, and then close your eyes as you do it. See, I always tell people that. People, they always tell me they, they see a spirit, but it's usually out of the peripheral vision. And I'm like, well, don't try to look at it because you're never going to see it. So look when, immediately when you feel a spirit presence around you, you look to the third eye. That's you're going to get a better view of the spirit that's there rather than trying to look on it full on because you're not going to see it. So can you so just tell us where we're looking again? Through. You're going to cross your eyes and like look up in between your look eyebrows. Up in between the eyes, top of the nose, yeah, Close, between the eyebrows. Close your eyes, right? <laughs> wow. Okay. That's great. And I don't and know why. do that during meditation and, and relaxation. Okay. You've given us like a huge tool here because we, I mean, I talk about this all the time that do we have spirit guides and angels and things and, mm-hmm. but it, it's still as a human being, just, it's so easy to just feel very much alone and to actually practice and build that relationship is awesome. What a gift. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, start that it today. It, it takes time. And, uh, you know, I, I've helped many people. The veil is thinning between this world and the next. Um, I have people getting readings that 10 years ago, you would never think, I, I'm, I have someone from Obama's staff comes to me, the uh, commander of the Chicago Police Department. I even had a priest and a preacher here getting a reading. Tell me that veil is not thinning. <laughs> that is amazing. Even my yeah, book. a lot of these these people, the, the like the the, the preacher that that came for the reading, they are seeing things that can't they can't explain and they don't understand. So they're looking for it. They're looking to find out what they saw or what they experienced. Because it, they couldn't find it in the Bible, you know what I mean. Oh, so they're just looking for more. Yeah, I, and I'm sorry. I, what about your oh, book? Oh no, no, just I very strategically put a subtitle: "A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death." As my book, mm-hmm. the title is "We Don't Die," because I wanted it to be okay for people that didn't think reading one of these kind of books was okay, you know? So it's like, what does she mean, Mm -hmm. a skeptic? And I've talked to more people that were so afraid to share an experience, even though they've had one, um, because they didn't want people to think they were weird. So I think what you say is uh, veils getting thinner, like people are are out looking for those answers. It's becoming okay to talk about this. Absolutely. And and to know. Um, Where do we go now? Uh... Carl, your spirit guide, <laughs> yeah. Carl, um, mm-hmm. at some point, obviously, you tapped into his energy. And do you bring him in when you do readings? I know you bring God Absolutely. in. Because and- a lot of people that I read for don't speak English. And I can, especially the spirits, I get translated through Carl. Um, I listen to him uh-huh. um, throughout my sessions. But... Um, I usually need him when it's time for, like, when there's somebody that didn't speak English. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, you know, so then he, he translates for me. Um, and again, we have many guides, and the name isn't even as important. Right. I don't believe his name is Carl or was ever Carl. That's what you call um, I think it, I think it was actually Kevin, um, and I changed it because of an abusive situation someone had with someone named Kevin. Hmm. So I couldn't see calling him that. 
So I changed it to Carl, and, and the name's not even as important. They don't care if you call them Todd. <laughs> it's just that they want you to connect to them and listen to them. Your life will become more fulfilling, and you'll make better choices. Um, sometimes, they're, you know, it's very hard choices to make, um, but that's what it, the guides know best. And when we listen to, listen to them more often, that's, life's going to get easier. Man, I sure do appreciate this conversation with you, Andrew, just even from my own point of view. I mean, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. how that well, goes. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> I know. I know. Everything happens for a reason. I don't believe in coincidences. Yeah, I I don't either. And I think there's something to learn from every experience as mm-hmm. well. But this is super valuable. Yeah. So looking at your website, you know, I was just clicking on every link that I could find. And you offer uh, medium readings, half hour, hour, you know, different things like that. But I saw that you you offered ask one question. What it, what mm-hmm. is that all about? Because well, a lot of times, see, I'm <laughs> I had to charge for that. Oh, I, of I, I was bombarded with questions from clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that kind of you know it kind of gets rid of some of the silly questions that I was asked, right. like where's my keys and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to set it up that way. Um, it's just it's for people that don't need a full reading or don't really want one or just want a questions answered from a psychic. And then again, that's when I use Carl as well is for psychic questions. Like I did a reading last January for a lady in Washington. Um, and I told her, I saw her on the train all the time. She said, yes, I commute every day. I said, stay off the train in January if you can or hesitate to get on. That was my message to her. And that was coming from Carl. Uh, well, I got a email from her best friend and from her saying I saved her life. Uh, there actually was a train accident, and I think there was 80 or 90 people. Uh, there was a large amount of people that died, and then a lot of people were taken to the hospital because of smoke inhalation. It was her train, though, and she hesitated to get on that day and missed it. So oh, Carl has wow. helped me help people miss things like that. And, I, and I've seen early-stage breast cancer and brain tumors and things like that in people that, that help save them as well. I believe those things come from Carl. That's really awesome. Yeah, and it feels good that you can just ask you something like that. Um, a lot of yeah. times, I, I know there's a, a woman that I always recommend to for the show who um, might be one of my guests at some point, but even to get a medium reading with her, it's you know six or eight months down the road. And it, just to be able to feel like, okay, I can email you with a question and just... You know, yeah, take your time. Respond but, within twenty four hours. Yeah, and that that makes it even better. Um, I I mean, I I really can tell you're passionate. You're the real deal. You're somebody who's gifted. You don't take these gifts as it's all about Andrew Anderson. No, it's it's mm-hmm. God. It's it's really helping people live a live a live a better life. Man, um, how That's about what it's all about? I've heard people say to me that um, they. They're worried if their loved one has just passed away. I mean, can they come through uh-huh. immediately? Um, a lot of cases, yes. A lot of times it depends on their uh, how old the soul was or um, their circumstances behind their death have something to do with it. Uh, because I've seen spirits that, see, I, I believe there's a lot of randomness. I don't think God created a bunch of robots and okay. he has his hand in everything because he doesn't. He allows certain things to happen. Right. And I've seen, like like the one of my stories on my blog, I avoided a head-on collision and a lady died right in front of me on the road. I would have been in that accident had I not been diverted or delayed by Carl. But I had gone by that 
road the next day and I'd seen her spirit still wandering that road right there, that same spot. It's like she didn't know she was dead yet. Um, so a lot of times spirit or the spirits on the other side do know you're going to pass, like for cancer or things like that. Right. But when there's a random accident or something, sometimes the spirits don't know they're, 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 they're dead even. Do you understand? I do. Um, did I answer your question? You did. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, okay. visual, I'm visualizing it. I'm just thinking, wow. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but spirits, um, sometimes it takes months for them to come through. But in most cases, I can read them right away. Because, you know, I, I think that spirit stays around the person who's grieving the most, the longest. There is really no concept of time on the other side. Um, so years is even like minutes to them. Um, so they, they hang around the person trying to help through the grieving process. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I I am so like I don't want this to end this interview, and I but I'm at the point where I don't know what to ask you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds silly. What haven't I asked you that you want to share that would make a difference in in somebody's life? How about that? Put you on the spot. <laughs> Let's see, I I think that people would do more with surrounding themselves with more like-minded people. I think I see a lot of that where people are alone in this. They're, they know they believe, they know they, well, they want to believe, they want to um, be with people that are believers as well. It's like the stick theory used in the Bible where they say if you go to church, you should, you should go to church to fellowship because one stick breaks very easily, you have a big group of sticks, and it's much harder to break. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think more, more people need to have more like-minded spiritual people around them in order for them to grow in this as well. I think that would be beneficial to them. And I, I try to put together like roundtable discussions in my house, just with a few people, intimate group, and we just talk about things psychic and their experiences. And I think people all over the country should do more of that. Yeah, I like actually. that. People need people and left to our own devices. Speaking of myself, you know, I'm often listening to the left brain who, is mm-hmm. critiquing everything that I do and I'm not good enough and da 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 and I feel very much alone. So I think to join forces with people, it keeps you speaking positively. And like we were talking at the beginning, the more you share your story and you share what inspires you, you pass that on to other people as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. So when when did you write your book? Um, it was published January 2013. Okay. Yep. Um, are you working on the follow-up? Um, I have some ideas. I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> I, I see your ideas. I just feel like you're not motivated or some, you're busy, I see. But um, I, I, I think that you, are, you have some great ideas. Maybe you need to – you get them periodically throughout the day. Right. Um, maybe you need to record them so you don't forget them. Okay. You know, that, then when you're ready to sit down to do your next book – you have all this information collected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I see some good ideas and things and thoughts that maybe get dismissed because you get busy or something. Um, yeah, I'm very so busy and you're pay, right. Pay attention to them. Well, thank you for that. Because <laughs> a lot of people have asked me too, when, when's the next book? You know, so it's like, okay, all right, all right, all right, mm-hmm. all right. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, it, was, it was nice to meet you. Yeah. Are was, you ever in the Chicago area? Um, I am in the Chicago area, yeah, usually once or twice a year when I'm driving huh. through there. You should, 
Well, you can come and see me in your, your travels. Love that. <laughs> I would love that. Let's see what anything else we need to share. This flew by, but it was jam packed with um, inspiration, mm-hmm. passion, um, information, and some tools um, like opening up our third eye and feeling mm-hmm. that our guides are right with us and building that relationship yeah. just through simple things throughout the you day. You know, it's very hard for us as human beings to comprehend the other side. That's not the way God made us. We can't understand that the people that cross over are more alive than us. We don't we don't comprehend that. It's not in our DNA. No. Um, but we need to, if, the more we learn and grow in this and, and understanding it, then we do start realizing that. I mean, I feel like a lot of the things that happen to us in our life, we actually pick them before we come into these bodies. Mm-hmm. I know people would say, who who would pick cancer? Or You know what I mean? Well, people do. You get the most growth with the more devastating things you have in your life. You know? Wow. Another thing about kids, too. Kids are the oldest souls that you, you could imagine. The kids that pass, a lot of people blame God or they, they get angry at them and just stop believing and you know, what they don't realize is they've learned all their lessons. The kids that pass usually are the ones coming down to teach. They've already learned their lessons. They come down to teach people. So when a child passes, a lot of people learn exponentially about what happened and learn from the experience. And that's usually what the, those, ch- those children are meant to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting so that you say that, that because I've had in my mind a book that's a children's book and maybe for Mm -hmm. the parents that those kids that end up passing away early that they're actually these superheroes that are like old souls that are here to teach Mm -hmm. and they give the biggest gifts so it's really interesting that you say that and then you mentioned the book so maybe we could collaborate on a book in the future i would love that i would love that I'm not a good writer. I just have all the ideas and experiences. Yep, and but there's people um, that can make it all sound good, and I think yeah, from my own like in my book. <laughs> well, I think this goes for anybody. Anybody who's even looking to write a book, it you just be in conversation, like you talk to a person, and that's the easiest way for people to read, like they're being uh-huh. in a conversation. Oh, Andrew, thank you for being here. Really, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And and for our listeners, I just want to let you know that you can either go to our website, which is wedontdieradio.com, and see who this wonderful Andrew Anderson is that we've been talking uh, to. And I also have a link to all of his information where you can find out more about his CD and his ebook and um, his readings and his website. And if you want to also just go to his website, which is Psychic Medium Reading dot org so in yeah. closing anything else andrew before i end the conversation no, i just want want everybody to keep an open mind and have a blessed day really and try to learn and grow in this every day so we have a more loving and fulfilling life loving and fulfilling life that's, yep that's, that's where path. it is yep so those happiness. final <laughs> moments it wouldn't it be great if those final moments while we're here on earth we actually look back and like we're like wow we played full out in that one and really there's a lot of joy yeah. and you made a difference and you got your money's Absolutely. worth out of it wow well andrew anderson thanks for being here and for our listener just in closing uh you've been listening you, to Sandra. you're welcome you're welcome we've you've been listening to we don't die radio i've been your host my name is sandra champlain and i do believe with all my heart that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important so thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.